Hello, and welcome to Queen Bees, where two 80s babies that drink, curse, and tell it like it is are here to inspire, encourage, and empower others. No candy coating here, with the occasional cursing and lots of laughs. I am Tina, and I like white rum, true crime, and a good time. I'm Lisa, and I love riding my Harley, traveling the world, and a damn cold drink in my hand. Well, we just finished up Christmas, and for the first time in a long time, it wasn't like the movie's Christmas vacation. Which we did watch on Christmas Eve, and then laughed and talked about how lots of scenarios in that movie are like our own damn family. So true. I felt like mine was a little closer to uh, the National Lampoon's Christmas. It was uh, one hiccup after another, or fight after another, or running here, running there, fixing this, getting that together. I just wonder where all the joy of Christmas went for the adults. <laughs> right? You have all this stuff to buy. And as especially as a as a wife or mother or head of the household that does most of the Christmas shopping. Because for us anyway, it's you got the kids, you got your husband, you got your parents you got your sister you got your mother-in-law your father-in-law the grandparents the nieces the nephews and everyone else on the damn list and your husband only has you so true and then even when you get the whole list done it seems like christmas rolls around and then something you got for someone still isn't right even though you let them pick it out (laughs) somehow it's wrong so now you have to go and return it too or You buy so much fucking shit that you can't even keep it straight anymore. Like the one Christmas, I bought uh, the oldest one, a new pair of rubber boots. And I have a very small house, so I have to find very creative ways of hiding all this shit because Santa still delivers everything. So I hid them in the utility closet in the freaking garage. And... I get everything wrapped, we're opening Christmas presents, and I'm sitting there like, why is does she have one less present than everybody else? What am I missing? And I could not remember it for the life of me. Two days later after Christmas, I go to my husband, we forgot to give her her freaking rubber boots. <laughs> That's definitely bound to happen. I feel like even when you think you have everything or you have already bought everything it seems like you always feel like you're missing something even when you're not right now I make sticky notes for each person and put them in my planner like this is what I planned on getting them and if that changes I will make a new sticky note this is what I got them and then I have check marks like check mark it's bought check mark it's wrapped check mark it's under the Christmas tree because I've done it so many times one thing I think is really important to to consider if you haven't already is, um, you know, if Santa's still bringing the majority of the presents at your house or all the presents at your house, um, at least at my house, and I definitely think other people should think about this too, is that mom and dad bring the big gift that comes. You know, if you're getting your kid the Xbox or the PlayStation or 
you know, one year we got my son uh, a youth four-wheeler, a, a mini one, a kid's, but it was gas-powered, and it was a little expensive, and my son's birthday is actually right after Christmas, so I was not letting Santa take credit for that one. So we told them, you know, it's it's your Christmas present from mom and dad, and it's also your birthday gift, and I think it's important to remember if you are going to get something that's a little bit bigger, you know, think about making sure that that gift comes from you. Because when that gift comes from Santa and they go to school and they say, oh, Santa brought me, you know, that Xbox or four-wheeler or whatever that big item happens to be, you know, there's going to be kids in the class whose families couldn't necessarily afford that. And then they're wondering why they weren't good enough to get something like that. So I definitely think that's something that people should consider. And it's, it's something I honestly did on accident because I wasn't giving Santa credit for that super awesome gift I got my kid. But we also wanted to explain to him that it was his birthday present, too. So I think that's important. Oh, I totally agree with that. When I drove school bus and listened to the kids bragging that did have money to the kids that didn't, it was heartbreaking to see them, the kids that are not as fortunate as others, their faces just melt like they're trying to explain how they're so excited about this stuffed animal or something else that isn't expensive, that they are very proud and happy that they got. And this other kid that has quite a bit of money in their family got a PS5 for Christmas, and that's what Santa brought them because they're just so awesome. Right. One thing that kills me about Christmas is all the food. Not just all the food that you feel required to eat, but all the food that you have to make for the different places that you go. Absolutely. I am so glad that we switched from a, a sit-down meal to appetizers. That has simplified our family gathering so much. And I love doing the charcuterie board and just a few small other items. And then you do your stuff. And mom and dad do their stuff. And we all bring it together instead of just pounding it all on one person to make a whole meal that you slave over for three days. Because doing a whole sit-down meal, you've got all the sides, plus the, the turkey or the ham or the roast, which has to cook all day. So you have to make all the sides the day before because you can't put everything in the six ovens that you need to make it. Right. And then it turns into a complete exhaustion from making everything over the last three days. And if something didn't turn out, it crushes you. I honestly think the worst part about all of it is after you slave all day on that meal. And then you're like, okay, I get to sit down for like, you know, two minutes to eat it. Because you're the last one to sit down and the first one to somehow be done in between fighting with your kids to get them to eat everything. And then you get up and everyone goes sits on the couch and watches TV. And now you have 300 dishes to do. Even if you were doing dishes the whole time you were cooking, like trying to keep up, there's still all the dinner plates, all the silverware, the last couple things. And if you, you know, if you did a, a more of a plated meal in the sense of you brought everything to the table on really nice dishes and then everyone made their plates from the table. Right. Now you even have all of those serving platters and everything like that. So it's like, and you know, all that crap does not fit in the damn dishwasher because they never make a dishwasher big enough. <laughs> it does not. I remember when we were kids going to grandma's and after dinner, 
all of the us kids would have to go in the kitchen and wash everything for her. So what we do on my husband's side of the family is me and my husband start cleaning everything up and working on the dishes while the kids finish cleaning off the table, taking the garbage out, putting all the extra food into containers for each of us to take home because my mother-in-law does go out, out and make a sit-down meal, which is utterly delicious, and then sends us home with enough food to eat for the next three days, which I also love because then I don't have to cook. See, and I'm not huge on the leftovers only because... I am like the only person at my house that eats them. My husband is not a leftovers fan. I mean, he'll eat them if I don't make anything and that's his only option. But he would never be like, ooh, I can't wait to eat that as leftovers. Like, never. And neither do my kids. They always want me to make something else or they'll just do a bowl of cereal or some sort of cheat, like a Lunchable or whatever, toast. That's one my son, for some odd reason, thinks toast. Is for dinner. Considered a meal. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where he gets that one, but so my, my, I I mean, I love leftovers. They're nice. They're easy. They're simple, especially when you have, you know, a small amount or a decent amount that you can eat within a day or so. But when you're the only one eating them and it's like your fourth day of leftover turkey. That does. Oh my God. I hate turkey so much. (laughs) Now I was not thankful for all the leftovers from Thanksgiving. That was overwhelming. By the fourth day, I was like, throw it out. Or feed it to our birds, which would be our chickens, because I can't eat anymore. No one wants the same meal five days straight. But our variety of leftovers from my mother-in-law is, you got ham, you got prime rib, you got twice baked potatoes, the yams, the sweet corn, and then you got the pies. So you can mix and match and create so many different plates of food over the next three days. Well, and I think that's why I really liked our appetizer. When we moved to go into the appetizers, like, you know, all the assortments that we did with our family Christmas, just because when you do have leftovers, it's not a ton of one specific thing. Right. Yes, we had a lot of leftovers, but there's 20 things to choose from. Makes it a little easier to mix and match and do different things. And right. like this year, I did a soup. That's still something that's, you know, I didn't make a ton of it, so... There was enough for like two bowls of leftover soup after everything that we were done with. That's perfect. You know, that that's one meal for me or a lunch, you know, for work the next day. I like it that way a lot better. And even at my in-laws Christmas, they switched it this year. And this was the first year that they did presents before eating. And I know some families don't like doing that because it's kind of their way to like bribe their kids to eat, like eat all your pre- or eat all of your food so we can give you your presents. And this year we did it differently because the Packer game was actually going to be on after dinner. So uh, my in-laws are huge, huge, huge Packer fans. Um, They never miss a game. So it was really important to them that when we were done with dinner, we get it cleaned up quickly and then we watch the Packer game. So we did gifts first. And I actually really liked that because I feel like it gave the kids something to do. I mean, we always do games and things like that, but... It really gave them something to do after opening the presents. Um, You know, they had that time to play with those gifts and things like that. And then, you know, go right into eating. And then when the cleanup kind of comes around, we kind of said like, yeah, if you want to go back to playing with the toys, you know, or my daughter specifically was building a Lego set. 
she was completely willing to help run all the dishes, you know, run around, pick up a bunch of stuff and take it to the, to the sink and to the dishwasher because she wanted to hurry up and get back to that Lego set just as much as, you know, the normal of opening the gifts. So it was kind of neat to, to do something in a little bit of a different manner. Sometimes you do have to switch it up. And if you didn't catch that, yes, we're huge Packer fans. So we are in Wisconsin. We also did gifts for before we did any eating and whatnot at your house this year, mm -hmm. which I do like doing the gifts beforehand because then it does give the kids something to play with, to do, to enjoy their stuff instead of constantly pestering you of when they're going to open their gifts because that's, yes. that's all they're really thinking about. Right. Yes, you want to pass down the the traditions of maybe how you make your meal or saying a certain prayer at dinner or a certain game that you guys do or activity. But as kids, all they're thinking about is their gifts. They're not thinking about going there to sit next to grandma and have a conversation so that she feels awesome and loved during the holiday. So one other thing I want to bring up too is I'm wondering, does anybody know the the magical age of when kids decide there is no more Santa and that it's mom and dad or grandma and grandpa or other family members and relatives who are taking care of those sorts of things? Because I've already had my son confess, and this was a few months ago. He actually and he's ten. Yep, he's ten. So he, yes, he is 10 in, uh, what, four, fifth grade. So he confessed originally that he knew that the tooth fairy was not real. And he said that he knew it was me putting the stuff under his pillow and things like that. And it was just before the Easter bunny was going to come. And so I kind of looked at him and I was like, oh yeah, like what makes you think that? And he's like, you know, cause I know. And he was very confident and very sure. And he says, to me that he also knows the Easter Bunny has been me all along. So at this point, I start to realize, like, okay, if he realizes that those two aren't taking care of things, he probably knows about Santa too. So I just blatantly asked him because we have a very, we'll say, open relationship where I let him know he can come and talk to me about anything, anytime. And if he's open and he's honest with me, he won't be in trouble. But if he lies and he tries to hide it, then there's going to be an issue. So I asked him, so what do you think about Santa? And he said the same thing. And I immediately looked at him and said, don't you dare tell your sister. <laughs> so I'm just wondering how many more years I'm going to get because that's, that's, for me, is a big part of the fun of Christmas, is the, the planning and the surprising and the sneaking around and the doing the fun stuff. I feel like once it gets to the point where everybody knows, where's, where's the fun? Where's the sneakiness? Where's the, I don't know. For me, that's my biggest thing that I love, is the surprise. Well, our mother told us when we were younger, not that he wasn't real, but that if we didn't believe we didn't get gifts. And let me tell you, we believed till about 25 when she just stopped buying us gifts. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> you can make it fun that way. And as far as 
the magical age. I don't think there's a magical age. My oldest was probably 12 or 13. And I not, we never specifically said that he isn't. She just said, um, what the heck did she say to me? We'll be right back after a brief message about our sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is completely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need right at your fingertips and all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So I don't remember exactly what she said to me, but on the lines of that she knew it was me giving out the gifts, and I said, well, what mom said, if you don't believe, then you don't get gifts, and don't ruin it for your siblings. See, and I feel like I didn't do it quite the same, but I pretty much told them, like, hey, mom puts a lot of work into this, and it's really important to me that you don't just, you know go and tell your sister and ruin it for her. Let her have the magic of Christmas. And right. same goes for the other kids. You know, if there's kids on your bus or kids at school who still believe, let them have their moment and don't take anything away from them because you wouldn't want someone to take that away from you. Right. Totally agree with that, especially with other kids at school because that's where that's where they get it is the other kids at school telling them that he's not real. Right. So then they come home and they start asking you questions and you have to decide whether or not you want to fess up right. to your adult lying <laughs> that you're teaching them not to do. Okay, so out of all, all the Christmas movies, what would you say your favorite is and why? My favorite Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life, and we do watch it every single year on Christmas Eve. I love it the most because it really does show you what life would be like if you were not here, how different things would be if you weren't here. And when life gets hard, You don't just run away or get rid of yourself because that does affect everyone around you, which is a completely different topic that we could cover at another time. But enjoying your life, even in difficult times, is part of growing up and becoming wise and And that's definitely a very good movie. I would definitely have to say I love Miracle on 34th Street, the original. And then my ultimate, like, all-time favorite movie, though, is The Grinch. And I couldn't even tell you 100% why, but I do feel like there's been several years where I feel like The Grinch. But once Christmas rolls around and you actually, like, get into everything, I do end up really, really enjoying it. 
And I also absolutely love Faith Hill's song at the end of that. And every single year, we always, always, always listen to that and like have a little family dance session. The Grinch with um, Jim Carrey? Yes. Okay. Yes. My husband loves that one too. Yeah. That's my favorite one. We always watch that Christmas Eve. And then usually everybody kind of goes to bed after that. My oldest favorite Christmas movie is Elf. That's another really good one. So we watch that one every year. We also, my husband's got like 12 favorites. We got to watch all the Home Alones in order. We have to watch the Grumpy Old Men movies. Now I have to ask, does anyone in your family bitch about the last Home Alone with it being a different kid and everything? We don't watch that one. Okay, we don't either <laughs> for that exact reason. I I don't know if it's like the kids recognize it and they're just like, wait a minute, this is not right. That's not the same. So they just can't, they just can't get into that one as much. Right, we They've only watched it. one and two. We don't watch the third one because it is a different kid. It doesn't even make sense. It's like that should have never been made. Yeah. The, C- the first one and the sequel were perfect. A trilogy. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, which other ones did you, were you saying you liked? Grumpy Old Men. Okay. And it's not just a Christmas movie, but he does know, and so do I, most of the lines in that thing. But the best part is the end of the damn movie when they're doing the cuts with the super old guy, the at the grandpa-grandpa, and oh my god, and he's going on about the cucumbers and the, going to Duna Town absolutely best part is the cutouts at the end even our kids love it those are always hilarious or even in movies if you ever like watch past the like credits sometimes they'll show you like one remaining clip that you didn't see at the end of the movie my kids always feel like if we are at a movie theater and they get to see something like that like they got away with some extra information that no one else has and I'm like well (laughs) There's like 30 other people here in the movie theater right now, so they all know too, but... (laughs) Right? My youngest one is that way. We gotta watch all the way through all the credits. There's gonna be something in there. Not always, but sometimes it's worth it. Do you have any other family traditions that you do for Christmas? Just watching It's a Wonder... Well, we decorate the Christmas tree all together. That would be it. As far as, like, where the ornaments go, the kids put all the ornaments on. My husband and I put one ornament on each, and the kids put the rest of them on. And I do have very minimal Christmas decorations, and it's not that I don't love Christmas, because it is one of my favorite holidays besides Halloween. I just have three dogs, two cats, and three kids. And live in a 1,400 square foot house that's two stories. So my lower level is 700 square feet. I have no room for tons of decorations. We do our Christmas, when we do our Christmas tree, I always like to try to pick out the Christmas tree together as a family. And then once we get it up and in the house, I always do the lights. uh, Mainly because my husband absolutely hates doing them. And my children lose interest after, like, you know, seven minutes max. Getting one strand on. Yeah. Maybe two if I'm really lucky, but they do it so awful that it's, like, hanging six feet below the tree. Well, that's our OCD as well. The lights have to be in the most perfect spot. Thank you, Dad. 
Yes. (laughs) And then we do the ornaments together. I unwrap all of them so they don't like accidentally break something and they hang up, we'll say 75%. Mike, my husband helps them quite a bit. And then there's a few that are like very special to us that then I, either I hang up or my husband hangs up just to be sure it goes on a good branch that they don't break. Um, but other than that, we tried starting years ago to, uh, go ice fishing. So I don't know where our, all of our listeners are going to be coming from, but here in Northern Wisconsin, we do go out on our lakes once they freeze over and have enough ice. And we do like crazy people drill holes in the ice and actually ice fish. So for a couple of years, we tried going ice fishing every year on Christmas but once in a while, there's just not quite enough ice right. to go out. So that that's damn been weather. Yeah, that's been one that's shit. just been kind of hit or miss over the years. But we do really try to do it when we can. And then our other thing, um, and this actually kind of became a tradition many years ago when I waitressed at night. Um, so my husband worked the day shift, and then I would work essentially second shift, um, so that we didn't have the ginormous childcare bill. And I obviously needed to work on a lot of holidays because those are the nights that are busy and you make the most money. Of course. So I was never able to like go do a Valentine's Day or do a New Year's Eve or things like that. So quite a few years ago, we started the tradition that on Christmas Day, that's our day that we do as a family versus, you know, the seven other Christmases that you have to go do. You know, my husband's parents are divorced. So we do something with his mom, something with his dad, something with his grandpa, something with my family, you know, we go do, and it's just a lot of freaking Christmases. So Christmas day is ours. And if we can't go ice fishing, we kind of started this thing where we would make a really nice dinner. So that's our night that we do uh, steak and lobster. And this is actually like the whole reason I learned how to cook a lobster tail. So we could do this and same thing for like New Year's Eve, we actually would switch it. Um, to doing it on New Year's Day because we were actually closed waitressing on New Year's Day. But New Year's Eve is like the biggest waitressing night of the year. Of course. You can't take that off. Yes. So that was kind of a neat tradition. And now it's something that I really hold to doing every year because it's something that reminds me of days of when, you know, things were you made a lot of sacrifices for your kids. You made a lot of sacrifices for your family. Your family. To accomplish your goals, better yourself. Right. We do the same thing for Christmas Day. We don't go anywhere. We just do our own thing here. Oh, we do pass out one gift on Christmas Eve between whether it's from the kids to my husband or me to my husband or vice versa. And everyone just gets one gift after we get home from wherever we were for Christmas Eve. And we exchange one gift and then we watch It's a Wonderful Life. We don't put any other stuff out. I know this year it took, oh, my OCD was really raging this year with the, um, my kids really wanted to decorate the house themselves. So they put up. All the window clings by themselves, which I'm pretty sure there's only seven windows out of the like 30 in the house that actually have window clings on. It was like, how many can we possibly put on this one window and forget about all the other ones? <laughs> and then 
I have this snowman collection that like over the years, every year I tried to get one here, one there. I think from our Aunt Janet when she was like, yeah, I don't really decorate for Christmas anymore. I got a yeah, couple she mini sets from her. Yeah, she stuff to us. So I've got a couple of those things and I've, I always like decorating like the mantle with that or the window cells and things like that. And this year Avery wanted to do it all by herself and she literally like huddled them all together on the entertainment center like in a big circle together so, so you nothing, couldn't see them all. yep and nothing else in the whole house was decorated <laughs> and it was like I was cringing so bad inside and then oh and then not only that but I was just like walking to like pile them all up in one you know hoard she keeps clinking them together and like every time she does it like I swear like the hair on the back you, of your neck and you're like you twitching like, a little twitch. bit like oh like, don't, don't do drop it don't break it because I'm gonna kill you Yes. And then it was like, oh, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to hurt her feelings. And like, do I really have to be that OCD in particular? Can't I just let it go? And then like three days later, I was like, let's rearrange these just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I did almost the same thing because my youngest is also super into Christmas. He loves putting out the decorations. And since we redecorated or re-renovated, if I could speak, downstairs, we now have all that trim around the huge bay window. So I said we're going to put the stockings up there this year so we can actually hang them instead of them being hidden. So he pestered and pestered and pestered till I got the little sticky command things up and then wanted to put all this other stuff out. And he wasn't putting them all in the right spots, which aren't necessarily the wrong spots. They just didn't look right in my mind. <laughs> so I started having a bit of a meltdown and told him I'd have to come back in a little bit to finish helping him. I went and had a meltdown in a closet to my husband about how my 10-year-old son is fucking ruining Christmas decorating for me because he's not doing it the way that he's supposed to be doing it. And it's driving me absolutely insane. And now I just want to decorate by myself. And I'm a horrible mother because I can't tell him that. (laughs) I think every parent at some point in time feels that way just a little bit. Even if it's not about Christmas decorating, there's always something that our kids find that they just insist on doing their way, which again, isn't the wrong way. It's just not the way we would do it. So it kind of uh, bugs our control freak side. (laughs) Yes. Since we are type A personalities. Well, I think Christmas this year was a success as a whole. We all lived through it. I probably drank through most of it, but I enjoyed it. I had a good time. So did I. It was fantastic we didn't have anyone uh leaving because of fighting passing out drunk kids getting broken arms yeah this christmas went pretty smooth yeah hopefully next year is just as smooth yeah i didn't oh i didn't have to check into a hotel at 1 a.m either that that was a good one that was a good year yeah (laughs) <laughs> and when we dislocated your son's uh, arm from the elbow socket. Oh, yes. We did um, that one year. What is that called? Nursemaid's elbow? Yep. Um, when Dad and I had a huge blowout and we left. 
We didn't even finish Christmas. I just got the kids packed in the car and just left. Uh, another one at my in-laws Christmas. Uh, actually, my in my what would be my husband's stepsister flipped out on what would be her stepdad, my father-in-law. And I mean, full blown screaming at the top of her lungs. Like we're all standing there super, super awkwardly. Quiet, like, hmm, should I go pop the popcorn now or yep. later? Yep. And then they ended up sleeping over at her house. And they, we literally see them once a year, just for Christmas. And she was like, oh, your house is so beautiful. Thanks for letting us stay here. We also didn't have any extra non-family members from our side show up and then get drunk and pass out in the kitchen. Yeah, that definitely happened. Oh, and he uh, peed my kid's bed because he was so drunk that, yeah, I wish I could forget that one. <laughs> Probably never forget it. Like I said, most of our Christmases are like the National Lampoon's Christmas. Oh, for sure. I think we got it easy this year, which I'm not sure if that makes me very excited or slightly concerned for how bad it's going to be next year. Right? You get a, you get a good one, and now you got to start worrying if next year is going to be a bad one. Right. Although, even in all that bad... We look back on it now and we laugh our fucking asses off on how utterly ridiculous the shit just hit the fan, blew up, tornado ran through, the emotions ran extra high or extra low. It's absolutely hilarious. We could write a freaking book about it. Right? World's worst Christmases. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd get rich. I don't know about Rich, but. (laughs) Well, I think that just about wraps up everything for Christmas this year. I think so. Now we just got to roll into the new year. Yes. Hopefully it's a good one. Yeah. I'm not expecting much. It's got to be better than the shit of 2020. Literally. Well, let's cross our fingers. All right. Until next time.